Hi, everybody. It's good old J.R. Jim Ross, a member of multiple halls of fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling. And you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're going to like it. Ladies and gentlemen, you found us once again, and we are coming to you live from the Ford F-150 Raptor BF Goodwrench All-Terrain TA Jim Beam Smooth Drinking Kentucky Bourbon Studios. We are overlooking the crystal clear waters of Lake Winnebago from the 13th floor of the Bad Medicine Studios, overlooking the beautifully scenic Fox Valley. That's right, there's only one, and you found us. This is the Bad Medicine Podcast. That's right, and today, our very special guest, he's a stand-up comedian. You've probably seen him on Conan, where he just crushed it. Dave and I were fortunate enough to see him at Skyline Comedy Cafe. If you were ever there, you'll never get a bad show. Right here in Appleton, Wisconsin. Exactly, on old Oneida Street. Not the new Oneida, but the old Oneida Street. Ladies and gentlemen, comedian Nick Hart. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Hey, Thanks for doing the show. Thank you. Thank you. I know we sent you some credentials and they weren't able to get through the mail so that you could come to the studios itself. But hey, thank you for joining us via the Martinez Bad uh, Brew City Bruiser Cigar Skype. That's right. Big, big shout That's out true. to Martinez Cigars for sponsoring the Skype. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. First and foremost, just uh, you know, introduce yourself and how did you get into stand-up comedy? I, uh, my name is Nick Hart, and I got into stand-up. Uh, I got righteously let go from a uh, this corporate job I was working at, and went on unemployment, and then just was. Uh, Which was awesome, by the way. It was. It was pretty sweet, and. Uh, <laughs> I get, yeah, and, and then uh, I just saw, an, uh, I just wanted to do something that I had like 40 hours when I got 40 hours of my life given back to me. Like, you don't realize just how much time you, like, you wasted your life at a job that you hate. Absolutely. And um, after about three months, I was like, I just want to do something that I always wanted to do, but just never had the time or, you know, just didn't have a reason to do it. And that was stand-up. I was always a fan of stand-up, but I always thought, like, uh, actors became stand-up comedians. I didn't realize... It was the other way around. <laughs> and uh, But I saw this, uh, it was an advertisement for the Big Deuce uh, open mic here in Madison at the Comedy on State. And I just ripped it out and just kept it in my pocket. And I was like, all right, I'll do this if I keep seeing this in my pocket. And then I started writing and it took about, I started writing and I went down every Wednesday, probably like six weeks in a row. And then just got drunk at the Orpheum Bar as an excuse not to do it. <laughs> I, like I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to like walk into the club. I was that terrified. Just the idea of going down there terrified me, for whatever reason. And then uh, I finally went down there and I watched two people, and I was like, I'm funnier than these people. I'll be back next week. <laughs> nice. And then, uh, and then that's how it started. And then, um, yeah, I think that was that was July fifteenth. Four days later was my 30th birthday. My brother and I got jumped by some people outside of a bar here in Madison. And then after that, I was like, dude, stand-up comedy would be easy. <laughs> like, no one's trying to kick. I've had my ass kicked. I mean, I've been in a, a few fights, and I've lost every single one. <laughs> <laughs> Once I had that reminder, it was like, all right, stand-up comedy is easy. Like, I'm going to run my mouth. What are you going to do, beat me up? Okay. <laughs> it's happened a lot. 
Well, <laughs> nice. quick question. Like, uh, that's what I've usually heard is that was that the hardest part for you was just getting on stage and everything else was, you know. The hardest part was just walking into the building, <laughs> wow. let alone yeah. getting on stage. Like, I had anxiety about that. <laughs> to this day, to this day, when I walk in, and I walk, well, I'm not, I'm banned from there now. But when, like when I walk, in, uh, like that smell, that smell always gives me an initial just like panic attack when I walk into that building. But yeah, once I did it, it was like, oh, okay, this is easy. Well, I'm glad he kept trucking because you know you entertained me and Dave. Oh man. Big time in Skyline. I Do you like uh, coming to Skyline? Uh, like, was I it, love Skyline. How many trying times to get, have you been there? I'm trying to get there? back there to Headline. I'm sorry. How many times have you been there? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I think I've featured there three or four times. Nice. I'm trying to get back there to Headline, but it's just a big waiting, big holding pattern. Well, now that you're on the Bad Medicine podcast, we will definitely pull some strings and make sure that happens. <laughs> Do it. That's right. We got uh, we got our lawyer life. on it. No worries. <laughs> right on, cool. So, so then, how long now have you been in doing stand up? Uh, it was 10 years, two weeks ago. Oh, wow. So you just oh, celebrate your 10th Annie. 10th Annie. Sorry, I, I celebrated by going down to an open mic that I started nine years ago. Hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, it's like, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> it would have been cool to celebrate it like headlining. A club somewhere but <laughs> it was just 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 middle of the uh middle of the list at an open mic i started nine years ago so yeah i'm uh i'm doing well well you can get the big pop on the 15 year you know it's, that was the goal <laughs> i'll take bets if i make it to 15 years i kind of quit now <laughs> so with some of your with your comedy who are some of your – this is just a standard question, but it's always cool to hear uh, everyone's response for a comedian that we ask. So what? who are some of your influences uh, with comedy? Uh, I always liked – I mean, like, I really liked – I grew up in the – I was an 80s kid, and I grew up in the 90s. So I really – like, I remember the first comedian that I, like, remember seeing as a kid was, like, Paula Poundstone. Oh, yeah. It was funny as hell. And I don't know why she she should be bigger than Ellen. Uh, she has a drinking problem. That's why she's not. But, like, well, like, she's uh, also not a lesbian. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm about to, is she? I don't she, know. Uh, she was like a raging. But she was always funny. Ellen was around. Um, I remember seeing Mark Maron as a kid. I remember like as a 12 year old seeing Mark Maron and just going like, I bet he's exactly like that. <laughs> nice. And. Uh, but I mean, like the person who made me want to do it was Bill Hicks. Yep. Like, I saw yep. Hicks, and I was like, "All right, man, you can do, you can do. You don't have to be always silly. Like you can kind of throw some real stuff out there." Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlin, and then um, Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill's my, I think, is the best comedian of all time. Yeah, I've been going so, back and discovering some of his stuff, and it's just insane. I don't know how I missed it, you know, because like you, I was right around the same age and seeing a lot of those comedians on, you know, HBO specials and things like that. And yeah, somehow, I don't know, I just, I missed Patrice somehow. And then he, uh, you, you hear him all putting over him now, and so I'm going back and listening to his stuff. Yeah, man, he's uh, he's uh, he was special. Absolutely. Well, because like Quinn and I are big Bill Burr fans, and yeah, he speaks so highly of Patrice. And so, you know, when a great comedian like that says this guy was really good, 
Well, you got to listen to him, and you got. Oh him. man, his uh, his 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 HBO special and his Comedy Central special are the two best specials ever. Like his ability to his his ability to get into a crowd's head, <laughs> like that. Yeah. It was just you sit there and watch. You're just like, dude. He is. He was. He was. He was brilliant. Yeah, it just gets you hooked. That's where like comedians are not just they're not they're not just you know silly whatever they like that were. They know what He's the, a psychologist, like what the, man. Exactly. A psychologist. Yeah, yeah. Where they know what the crowd is thinking, mm-hmm. and then they just go right on that. And I mean, like you, um, we kind of talked this in our production meeting beforehand, but uh, we're like you, like your opening bit at the show we saw was you did like, "Hey, are there any parents in the audience?" And then you're like, "All right, this is for you guys," and you gave like 10, 15 seconds of silence. You know, yeah, and you're like, all right, that's for you parents, because I know you did not hear that all day. And like, <laughs> me, that, I'm not even that, a parent, and I popped for it. I did that as an opener. Well, I don't know if it was an opener, but it was pretty close. It was that, and then uh, also the other part was uh, there was a guy sitting at a table by himself, and you're like, yeah, that kid. <laughs> you're like, oh, hey, you're by yourself, huh? Uh, ballsy. I like it though. I respect it. I love it. You know, because he just sat at a table that's for four by himself with a Mountain Dew. Were you guys there for the? Were you guys at the show? The the woman was talking stage right, so been like the back left corner. I think were you was, guys at that show. No, no we, we weren't. Were at, we were at the second night. I yeah, think that happened we were, your first night. Yeah, we were Saturday ten o'clock. Okay. Yeah, that might have been actually Saturday early show. Oh yeah. Okay. I think it was the second. Yeah, this woman just sat there and talked, and then they just. I'm sorry. That's the worst thing I can say. It's like I'm sorry. It's just like just shut up. <laughs> but like that's that's what I said. I was like, you don't have to apologize. You just got to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and if you get a laugh from the audience, then they usually just shut up. Yeah, then it's worth it. No etiquette but, whatsoever. No tact. What are you gonna yeah, do? Uh, you know, what we're on, kind of on that subject with. Uh, have you? You probably come across it a little bit with like hecklers. So that's kind of one case you gave us. Can you give us another case of like an instance uh, how you've dealt with hecklers? I don't get heckled that much. You don't see that that's much good. heckling going on at clubs, uh, which is kind of boring. I mean, if they're heckling, they're usually <laughs> they're, they're usually hammered if they're heckling at a club. But uh, the best, the best. I would if I would have had this on camera. If someone would have caught this, I'd have gone. It, I'm pretty sure it'd have gone viral because it was such a uh, nightmare. <laughs> I was doing. Uh, it was just an open mic at the uh, some here. It's a Jenna's. It's a bar. It's a mixed mic, so they got music and they just throw comedians up there because we just infiltrate it. Very and cool. uh, someone will listen. And uh, <laughs> I got up there, and there was a there was a, a dready couple. There was a there was a they're hippie. I knew them. They were getting ready to leave town, and I go, "Hey, I got a joke for you guys that I'm going to do when I get up there." And they're just white people with hippie, like just dreads and those people. And uh, <laughs> I said, "I was like, is there anything worse than a white dude with dreads with a shitty attitude?" <laughs> and I go, and this is for them. Like they know I'm talking to them. I go, the answer is yes. It's a white woman with dreads with a shitty attitude. <laughs> Because the white dude you can punch in the face, but the white dude you have to listen to like her bullshit and like, where are you on your way to Colorado or are you on your way back? Like, which is it? And this girl booed, like some other girl booed. Like, oh, booed. And I went, I go, are you, 
and I couldn't tell where it was coming from. And I just went, is somebody booing a hippie joke? <laughs> and she came walking up to the stage. It's not a big place. So there's probably only like 25 people in here, but it's pretty packed. And she comes walking up and she holds up her hand, like up to me while I'm like on the, she goes, kiss my hand and apologize. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Did she really? And I said, sweetie, I will hock a loogie in your hair before I kiss your hand and apologize. <laughs> and so then her friend stands up and she comes up and she goes, you need to apologize to her. I go, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and she goes, I'm with, she goes, she's my friend. Like you're being rude. I was like being rude. I was like, she literally, like I'm supposed to be up here. She got up from her stool and came running up here. And she just, she goes, kiss my hand, apologize. Then some drunk dude with a Santa hat got on stage. <laughs> tried to take the mic from me. And I was like, are you with them? And he goes, no. I go, are you, what are you doing here? And he goes, he goes, you're being rude. I go, dude, get the fuck off the, like, everybody back the hell up. And I go, I go, what is your name? And to the initial check. And she goes, Sophia. I go, Sophia with an F or Sophia with a PH? And she goes, I go, well, Sophia with an F, go back to that McDonald's commercial-looking group of friends you have and <laughs> shut the fuck up. Oh, yes. And the place, the place erupted. Like, they were just, they're like, she lost. She lost everybody. I was like, listen to them. They're cheering because they don't like you. I go, you're rude. I was like, I'm told a joke, and you came up here. And then uh, her boyfriend gets up and starts to come towards the stage. And he goes, like, he gets about halfway there, and he get, like he just stopped and looked and then, like, just turned around. I went, yeah, dude. I was like, I'm not getting any smaller, am I? <laughs> and he just, like, he turns and, like, walks back. I go, your girlfriend just dumped you, dude. I, go, I was like, go back. I was like, this is the problem. This is the problem. I go, your boyfriend has never told you to shut the fuck up. I go, that's why you think you can just talk to me like this. I was like, I'm just a comedian doing on stage. So someone's like, just tell a joke. I was like, I've been trying to tell a joke for five minutes. I was like, but I'm dealing with these people who think the world is about them. And I ended up, uh, I got off stage. I walked up to her boyfriend. I, even, I don't know if he was her boyfriend or not. But I walked up to him. I go, hey, man, no hard feelings. Like, I'm just dealing with that. And he's like, fuck off. And I was like, all right, fair enough. And I went and I sat in the corner, just like with my back against the wall. And her friend came walking up and she was like, I just want to tell you that you are a fucking asshole. And I go, I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. What are you yeah, going to do? She goes, she goes, like, there was no reason to be. I was like, lady, I go, I, go, I really like your coat. And she goes, what? I go, I really like your coat. She goes, I'm not falling for that. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm being honest. I was like, I really like your coat. I like the way it covers you all up. <laughs> and she goes, you are such an asshole. I go, sweetie, I'm sitting here with my back against the wall. You walked up to me. I'm not talking to you. I was like, just go away. If I'm that offensive, why are you talking to me? Why did your friend come up and you know start some shit? So then uh, I went back the next week, and somebody goes, "Hey, this Sophia chick wants to wants to meet you again." And I was like, "Tell her to I stand by what I said earlier. Sophia with an F can go fuck herself." <laughs> <laughs> but it was just it was such a the it was, it was it, I wish somebody would have recorded it. Like it was oh just one God. of those things. Like it was right around Christmas time. Like it was like everyone was drunk and happy, and I just. <laughs> God, that would have been fantastic. The the one thing that was good about it, or, or it was funny, is a few months later, I was at another mic, and this guy, he's a, he was a musician, and he walked up, and he goes, hey, this is going to sound strange, man. He goes, but were you at a mic at Jenna's, like back right before Christmas? <laughs> and I go, yeah. He goes, 
some girl was heckling you and you said, Sophia with an F, go fuck yourself. And I go, yeah, he goes, me and my friends are still calling each other up and like <laughs> leave a voicemail and we end it every time with, hey, and go tell Sophia with an F to go fuck herself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is like, tremendous. He's joke. He's like, so, but I like, I don't, haven't been, that was probably like the most involved heckling. Like usually you just, usually just stare at somebody and they shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like you don't really like I'm not I'm not I mean I'm I'm a big dude, but I don't think I'm like I'm a big dude. I'm still a little dork that got the shit beat out of him. <laughs> so like just being like six one, like two ten, like usually I can just stare at somebody and they're just like, Oh And that's just kind of the psychology of dominance. <laughs> just stare at them and then everyone is like, Oh yeah, you like because most because you're doing something that, like, whatever percentage of the population is terrified to do, which is be up in front of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so if you just sit there and just own it and you're just staring, like, they usually go, oh, okay, you're right. I'm being an asshole. I should just <laughs> shut the fuck up. See, that, that, that's why, you know, I asked that about, you know, the hardest part. But um, how, how long into stand-up were you when that happened? Uh, <laughs> because, I mean, you were kind of a general there with that. And so it, it seems to me like you had been in it for a while, but if like that happened like a couple months in, it's like wow, that's you know pretty amazing that you're able to do that at that early point in your career. Yeah, well, I don't know. I was thirty when I started, so I already had that. Like, I mean, I'm not taking shit because yeah. I had a I had a huge I had a huge curve to make up for. Okay. Like I was starting at thirty, and there were people that were my age that were headlining. I was like, "Oh, my, how long you been doing comedy? Like eight years? Like holy shit! Like <laughs> I gotta get this kickstart." Thirty-eight now to do it. So, but the very first time I went up, I can't remember the the it was five minutes, but I, the first bit was, uh, "My name's Nick Hart, and I'm not, nor have I ever been related to Corey Hart because he played for the Brewers. <laughs> and like when I first moved to town, everybody, when they heard my last name, they're like, are you related to Corey Hart? And I always thought they were talking about the singer. Oh, and I was just like, the same. I was like, who gives a shit about Corey Hart? And they're like, he plays for the Brewers. I was like, what the singer? <laughs> like, so there was just this big thing. Like when I first met, I so I'm, I'm related. I'm, I am not related to Corey Hart. I'm not associated with that bread and circus show. They call major league baseball. And oh, so yeah. I went, boo. And I went, shut the fuck up. And, <laughs> and it was like, right after that, it was like, Oh, you can just tell people to shut the fuck up. And they'll like people, somebody will laugh. <laughs> it gets light somebody on, will huh? laugh. So, so that was the first time on stage. And then it was just, I don't know. I, I've never had. I don't know. It's like it's usually just best to just be quiet. Like you really don't have to go after anybody. Yeah, I mean, I think or the, just the few. The, oh, I was just gonna say the few times that I've noticed is that uh, sometimes people in the crowd will get up to say something, but then either their mind will go blank and it won't be anything creative, and it's like to to essentially get in the ring with a guy who does this for a living. It's like yeah. going in a boxing match against Tyson. Like, what are you doing? You're an average Joe who thinks they're funny yeah. in the shower, and you're going to go toe-to-toe with some guy who does this for a living. It's not going to end well. And, you know, typically the ones I've seen, the fans, all they really have is a fuck you, and that's it. That's where their creativity stops. Well, and, yeah. then, and then here I thought you were related to Brett the Hitman Hart. Well, see, when he that's said, when that's, he said that's Corey good. Hart, I thought motocross, but that's, that's just me. <laughs> he's, a cousin, he's a cousin of ours. <laughs> oh, beautiful, Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, we're related to him. 
<laughs> I can see it. I I, I can see the I, I similarity. Can, I, I, uh, yeah, the long yep. hair. Yeah, 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 the long hair. Yeah. You just got to do you know, one of these. <laughs> I told, uh, do you guys know who Cy Edmondson is? Negative ghostwriter. No, I do not. He's a comedian. He's a writer. He does. He was. He's a, he's a comedian from. Uh, he's like this six foot eight handsome guy. He has no business doing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was working with him in Milwaukee. He was headlining, and he's a huge a wrestling fan. And he was just like Nick Hardy goes, "You're not related to like the wrestling hearts, are you?" I was like, "Yeah, actually, they're our cousins." He's like, "Are you serious?" And I go, "Yeah, dude." And I was like, "He goes, shut the fuck up." I was like, "No, nah, man." Dude. He goes, if you're lying to me, he goes, I will make sure, I will do everything I can to make sure you have no career in this business. <laughs> <laughs> so then what'd you do? <laughs> it's probably why I'm not getting booked. <laughs> he found out. Uh, oh, fuck it. It's worth the good story. <laughs> oh, no. no, it's great. You had me hooked. Maybe acting yeah. is in your future. <laughs> but yeah, we're not related to any parts. Oh, that's fantastic. None of their famous <laughs> well good thing you don't wear your sunglasses at night right yeah you could you could hand your sunglasses yeah. to the kids as you're going to the mic <laughs> i never know yeah, I, got my, I got my uh, clip-ons yeah. <laughs> there you go well see then you'd look like you're playing center field for the brewers if you had the clip-ons yeah, there you go <laughs> it could be like uh, yeah, cory hart's yeah, twin brother out of my mind absolutely <laughs> Hey, uh, kind of wanted to change direction here just slightly because um, we just had some uh, guests on last week, and they kind of spoke to how it is to work with major networks and how it's, uh, you know, wait, 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 okay, hurry up and go, we need you right now. And uh, with you recently being on Conan O'Brien, uh, well, relatively recently, uh, what was your kind of experience with that? Did you notice it was like you didn't really know when it was going to happen, you were waiting, and then all of a sudden it's like, yep, we need you here right now, here's a plane ticket? Uh, no, I mean, my way was, it was it was weird getting on, because the, uh, so I did, I went, I first did the Seattle International Comedy Competition, and I placed third in that, and was just trying, like, there were, like they, they're t- like, hey, there's going to be TV people there for this whole competition. Like, I didn't meet a single person. <laughs> and, like, where are these people? Like, and so, but um, I came back and recorded a clip immediately, and then because I had met someone out there that said he would pass my clip along to uh, Conan's Booker, and then he just kind of welched on that, and he was like, "Well, I haven't heard back, you know, from something I that I wanted to do, so maybe I'm not the best reference." So I was like, all right, well, thanks for nothing. That was weird. <laughs> and uh, I asked, like, two other two other comic buddies, or just, you know, comics that I know that have done Conan. I was like, how did you get on Conan? And they're like, oh, you know, it's it's a strange thing because nobody wants to – I don't know. It's a weird thing that nobody was like – because they think you're asking them to help them, I guess. Okay. And okay. so they're kind of like, I, I, like, I can't do it. And it's, it's just like, and he's like, yo, I'm not asking you to do anything for me. Just tell me who I'm supposed to contact, and I'll do it. Yeah, it's like you're trying to steal their favorite fishing hole or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just, and they're like, oh, my way wasn't typical. And you're like, it's so busy. Like, nothing's typical. Right. Like, it's it's TV. Like, so my, I had worked with uh, Rory Scovel, and we're from the same area of South Carolina. And... He ended. I think he placed third in the the same competition like ten years prior, and he oh, just I thought you were going to say me. the same year that you guys finished tied for third. No, 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 no. no. He's, he's way ahead of me. He's like he's light years ahead of me, 
And he goes, uh, but I emailed, I go, hey, man, like, how do you get on TV? Like, you got to join the Illuminati? Like, I'm in. Let's do this. <laughs> and he just went ahead and he just forwarded the clip. He came back and he said, I forwarded the clip to uh, the booker, JP. And he goes, he goes, he most likely you're not going to hear back from him. He goes, I've recommended dozens of friends. He goes, none of them ever hear back. And he goes, but he will watch it. And I was like, dude, you just put me light years ahead of where I was yesterday. Absolutely. And I heard back the next day from the booker, and he was like, hey, I really like this. He goes, I think it needs some work. He goes, but he goes, start sending me clips of it. And then I sent a clip once a month for about five or six months. Oh, wow. And I didn't hear anything back. Like, he wasn't like, eh, not yet. Like, keep doing it. Do it again. And it was like, (laughs) keeping you in suspense. You just heard nothing. And then I asked a friend of mine, Mary Mack had been on Conan. I go, from the time you got past where they're like, all right, we like you, to the time you actually got on TV, I was like, how long was that period of time? She goes, six years. I was like, holy oh, shit. Wow. So, I, this, is, this is absurd. I was like, that's a, like, so I sent a, uh, I recorded another clip, didn't hear anything back, recorded like five or six clips. And then, um, the last one I sent, I was—I almost didn't send it. I was because like, my biggest fear was they're going to go. All right, we've seen enough clips. We're like we were mistaken. You weren't. You weren't. Pass. We were wrong. We can get it now. It's green onion scallions. We get it. We get it. <laughs> and I just sent it anyway. I just—I was like, I haven't heard back from. Him. Fuck it. And then like two hours later, he just messaged me back. He goes, "All right, we like it. Like, how does July seventh sound? Or the July 9th? And I was just like, it was just like that. Like it was just like. From not hearing anything to, from them to just, hey, all right, how does this date yeah, work? And you're just like, what? You're there. Gosh, that's weird and on then, how that uh, process went. Yeah, and then it just. Yeah, so went. I wanted to ask you, you know, you were on Conan, and when we saw you at Skyline, I said, you know, I saw you on Conan, but you were funnier here. And you told me there was, well, you were kind of handcuffed. Could you, like, elaborate on that being on Conan that you're kind of handcuffed with your bit? I wouldn't say it wasn't handcuffed. Like, the it was just the it was just the G version of the bit. Okay. It wasn't like I mean because I'm not by any means a clean comic. Like I'll curse, but like I don't I really don't do like gratuitous cursing or profanity just because it do, it will take away. Like yeah. I like to curse when it's effective. Right. And yeah, like I mean one of those one of the biggest uh laughs from that bit was when the guy goes green onions and scallions are the same thing and i said I, the original bit the original line is bullshit prove it <laughs> and, uh, but that was just like i gotta you know throw nonsense in there prove it mm-hmm. you know just so that it and i mean like i maybe could have like because that was tbs i mean they may have been like yeah do it but i just did it i just cleaned it up just so that it was it was tv ready yeah that makes yeah. sense and, because, cause, like, you do that performance for them, and then they do they give you like notes or anything before that, right? Like, is I mean, they, I mean, I've been told they will. I didn't get any notes. The the one that I only heard from him once, which which was right after the after the the clip got to him, uh, and he just said I, he goes, I, he just think it could use a better ending, so that's why I ended up throwing that call back in to not being able to feed myself. <laughs> my mom not. Whatever it was with the conversation with my mom. Ah, oh, damn it. That, that's what I forgot. I was going to ask you if you fed yourself today when we introduced you. I totally <laughs> forgot that part. I ate some yogurt. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. We can, 
We'll get that on the next one for the next intro. That'd <laughs> yeah, be all right. So, Nick, with uh, being on Conan, did you get to spend at any kind of time with Conan, or was it just a handshake at the end and that was it? That was it, yeah. He was uh, he was around. You get brought in. Um, you know, you get your own your own dressing room and everything, and then they're, you know, they're micing you up. You go to they show you where you're going to do. You look at your marks, where you're going to be walking to, and then uh, right before you go on, they'll do makeup and uh, – um, yeah, I did. I, I met until I walked out there and then, uh, and then afterwards it was cool. I mean, we just sat there and talked on the couch, but like, we didn't even, they, they didn't even tell me like that was happening. Oh, wow. She's like, Oh, come over on the couch. And I was like, we didn't talk about being on the couch. Right <laughs> this wasn't what you told me. And, uh, he was asking about, cause he was like, Oh, I've been to Charleston. Like, where'd you grow up? He goes, cause you're obviously, he goes, you're not from Wisconsin with that accent. I was like, no, I'm from South Carolina. <laughs> and he was like, "All right, I've been to Charleston. Like, where?" I was like, "Yeah, it's about three hours." Like, it doesn't matter, dude. <laughs> I was like, "What do we care?" And then uh, he was like, "So, how long have you been doing comedy when you ran for mayor?" And I was like, "Well, you guys got the year wrong. It was 2011, not 2015." And he was like, "Ah, shit. Sorry about that." I was like, "I don't care, dude." And he was like, "And then they he goes, they they come back and do the commercial, or whatever." <laughs> this is where entertainment, like entertainers. Because uh, I have contempt for the audience. That's how I perform. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just like, fuck these people. Like, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you're here. But at the end of the day, like, go fuck yourselves. Like, I, like I'm, I'm your, I got to entertain you. You know what I mean? I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do it for a fee, but like, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, you're like, hey, I already got your money. What are you going to do? Leave? All yeah. right. I already got your money. That's fine. Go yeah. ahead. I'm like, but the, uh, he goes, he goes, Nick, he goes, you're a comedian. You might get this. And I go, yeah, and this is actually like, thank you, everybody. Good night. Da, da, da. And he goes, you're a comic. And I go, he goes, do you ever just want to talk down to an audience? And I go, every single time I'm on stage. And he goes, it's time to get this trash out of here. <laughs> That's beautiful. I was, like, I was just like, this dude, this dude, he, he gets, he's been doing this for so long. Like, you can kind of tell he was just like just watching the monologue. Like you can tell because it was right before he was about to cut down to thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like that was the last season that he did like a full hour, and you can just kind of tell he's like this guy. He's like he's done it for so long. He's just like I'm done interviewing famous people who have nothing to say. Yeah, and he's got to lead them and everything else. Just, you know, yeah, he was just like it's just it's just it's boring. Like I didn't get to talk to him about that, but there was like there was articles about that. We were just kind of like. Just watching him, I was like, "Oh, he's ready! Like, he's ready! Yeah, ready to pull he's, that ready to do, he's ready to do something different." That's why I think that's why he likes that Conan without borders, and he like he likes going out and interacting with people. Like, he I, doesn't really, like the, uh, but like within five minutes of the show being over, that guy's like in cut off jean shorts. He's got like a, a Hawaiian shirt on. He's got a big hat on, and that dude's out the door. Like he's not wasting any time. He's like. <laughs> it must be nice to like, like I got a mansion to get back to I don't even want to be here yeah <laughs> he's like a kid well, on the last day of school well because like uh, a friend of mine would say like god you know I love Conan but he, he talks so much and I always said well it's because his guests he's got to carry it he's not like Jimmy Fallon that's going to laugh at everything they say and then play a game you know well, he's, he's, he's carrying that interview to make it entertaining no matter who it is because I mean he's, he's the, had a person he, he, that wrote a book on and he's that way yeah, he's the funniest. He's the funniest dude in the room, whether he whether it's true or not. Absolutely, like that's what he's gonna do. Like he's, I, I've heard people talk about it. Like he just hijacks conversations. <laughs> so, so like he, like you, if you, you're talking, like you really get a word in. It's his show. He's gonna talk. 
That's like somebody else we know, isn't it, Dave? I, no, I don't know somebody. what they're talking about. Why they're saying that right now? I, it's just I don't. It, it boggles my mind. Oh boy! I, yeah. I'm, but I'm also not saying I'm the smartest person in the room. Hey, with some of your comedy too, like, do you find it difficult considering we're like in an ultra uber sensitive world now, very politically correct? Uh, do you? How do you view how you need to do your uh, work up on stage? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Perfect answer. He, he just has the to deal with kids. And best jackets. thing about it is what people don't realize is if you're offended, that is on you. Yeah, we've heard that before. To yeah. do with the person who said what they said, they said it. That's on you if you're offended, and if you're offended by it, like you're just like you haven't dealt with something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You haven't dealt with whatever it is that offended you. you. That's something you haven't dealt with. So deal with it and get over it and laugh at the joke. Yeah, and they'll, or they'll sit and laugh at ninety percent of what you're saying, and then you you, they, you tell one joke they don't like, and oh my god, that's it, I'm out of here. You know? Sure. Yeah. They uh, this is where uh, there was there's two school. Well, there's Carlin who said it's the crowd. If you're not getting laughs, if you've worked, if it worked on Thursday, and it worked on Friday, and it didn't work on Saturday, it's the fucking crowd. He goes. So once you know something works and it doesn't work, it's the crowd. And I learned this. Through, I was hanging out with some hookers in uh, <laughs> these. Uh, it was it was Thanksgiving Day, 2012. Jesus. I had just left New York, and we had this gig. We had this gig at this casino in the middle of Nevada, like the dead middle of the desert, Nevada. And we went and hung out with these uh, at the brothel after the show. And like, there's just these three hookers, and they're calling. They're calling truckers in on a cb radio to come in and get like get a blowjob for 15 bucks Jesus Christ. <laughs> and this, uh, wow 15 dollars in 2012 wow that's a hell it, of a price yeah it was but they uh it, it was it was sad it was it wasn't <laughs> it was sad because they're because they're stuck there like they're like they're, they signed two they signed two week contracts where they can't leave the property for two weeks like they're just there to fuck and <laughs> It's but this one girl, this one I I thought she was like forty something years old. So I thought she was really hot, but it turned out she was like twenty nine. I was like, God damn! Like Jesus, hard miles. Twenty, yeah. Like she like like for a forty five year old, you're slamming. For a twenty nine year old, <laughs> but she uh she wanted. She goes. She goes. How about? She goes. A uh, hundred dollars. What was? I don't know what her thing was. Something like she goes. Hundred dollars. I was like, I only made a hundred dollars for the gig. I was just like, I can't give you what I made tonight. I was like, I was like <laughs> and she goes, well, she goes, I'll blow you with a condom on for fifty bucks. And I was like, am I guaranteed to come? And she goes, no, that's on you. And I just went, uh, you're just right. Stand, like stand oh. up. Like stand up. I was like, you're right. It is on you. If you paid money to come into a comedy club, start getting the crazy shit in your head that makes you laugh. Start thinking about it and uh-huh. get yourself in the mood, and you'll enjoy the show. Same thing with going to a prostitute. Hey, man, start getting the things that make you fucking bust a nut. Start getting it going in your head, because like that's just the. So I was like, I was like, you just taught me something huge, lady. I was like, I don't remember what her name was, but probably you Lexi. know what you know what her name. It's was. always it's it's always the customer's fault. It's always the audience. It's always the John. It's always their fault. You can't get what you – you came here for this. So why did you not have the mindset for this? 
was to the name, point where you would enjoy this. Was her name Cookie? I remember a cookie there. I mean, wait, what? What are we talking about? No, uh, no, no. But that's great. That's that's brilliant. That is brilliant. But that's that's I mean, like I. So I believe. Talk. Say what you want to say. I'm never going to be. The, say what you want to say. Like it's America. We're not going to get to do it much longer. <laughs> so say no, no honestly, that's, that's right. A new yeah. model. <laughs> say what you want to say now. Not going to last. And it's always usually people being offended on behalf of someone else. Yeah, that, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yep. yep. And like, it's just, it's never someone. Like, I had a, I had a, a trainee joke, and I told this joke. The first time I told this joke was at a gay bar in Seattle, and Seattle is like, is so liberal they make Madison look like Georgia. <laughs> like, it's like they're crazy liberal there. And I told this joke, and as all I said was, I got blindsided by tranny porn. And I was like, it seems to happen a lot, and like they loved it. They loved it in this in this gay bar. But this, I get off stage, and this comic's like, you can't say that word. And I was like, what word? He goes, training. I was like, dude, I'll say whatever I want. I was like, what, who, are you another comic telling another comic? Yeah, he can't say something. I was like, it was just like this self policing thing. Yeah, I've heard just that. Like, Shut up. That was. And I came back here and I did the same joke. I did forty five minutes set, and I did the same joke. At the very beginning, I got blindsided by train. It was just to kind of like get people paying attention because everybody was, it was just it was looking at the show. phones. So it's like, I got to say something. Everyone's going to go, what? <laughs> but this guy, this this little dude just sat there for the whole show. And I like I was getting ready to leave like a half hour after the show ended. And I, like he's just sitting there like waiting to talk to me. And I go, I was like, hey, man, thanks for coming out. And he's like, oh, actually, I need to talk to you. And I was like, he goes, are you coming back or are you leaving? I was like, I'm leaving. And he goes, well, I just wanted to say that uh, the term tranny is very offensive. And I just went, yeah, I know. And then he just, he couldn't, there was no argument. He yeah. was just like, oh. I got nothing. And I, was, I go, yeah, I know. He goes, well, if that's how you feel, I go, I don't feel anything, dude. I was like, it's a tranny. He goes, it's like saying the N-word. I go, no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. I was like, there's no way that that is like saying the I was like, there's no N-word porn. <laughs> that's, that's true that is true so like it was just like so it can't be that and then i have trans friends where i was just like why did you tell me this was i mean this was 2013 2014 so it wasn't really that big of a deal yet oh, i go why didn't you tell me tranny was a problem like a big problem they're like why i was like because i'm catching shit for this joke and they're like it's a funny ass joke i go no they're like fuck them and I was <laughs> exactly. like, so fuck them like it's 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 on them i was like you're not even trans dude like you're upset over somebody who maybe you know who maybe. isn't here yeah maybe who cares they're not here yeah and i bet if they were there they're probably laughing yeah i mean that, that's uh, the other thing i was saying it's like why do you get upset over anything like you go to like uh well they Dan, want to pick and choose they want yeah. to pick and choose what they're offended at La you know? lando was on her thing he's like no if you go to a club you're going to laugh it doesn't matter yep. what or anything said and like when you're a stand-up like you can probably attest to there's no out of bounds. You just you can go off the cuff and whatever you can get to get a reaction and get laughter. That's what you got. And that's what you're gonna do. Yeah. There's. I mean, and it's and it's it's also not every single joke is for every single person. Exactly. Like you know, like there's like I have I have I have a bit about a why do people act like AIDS is the worst thing that can happen to you. 
was like, that's not even the worst thing. Like it's it's but like when you say that, like and you get someone that that cracks up at it. You got one person that busted a gut. You're like, you know how hard that person's been wanting to laugh at something. Oh yeah, just been waiting. And like you just gave it to him, and it was just like, why? No one else laughed. All right, that wasn't for you. That was for that one person who left that. I'll get here. Green onions and scallions are the same thing. Like fucking. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's the it's not for like it isn't for everyone. You're not going to go to. I mean, I've seen comics that I love and gone and seen them and not laughed the entire time. You know what I mean? Just going like, oh, that was that was that wasn't that funny. It's just as a comedian, like that eh, bit sucked. Yeah. yeah, I think kind of like the best ones. It's usually like you know ninety percent hit to ten percent miss on their jokes. You know, a good comedian when they say it's time to go, and you're like, what the fuck? Already. Like, you're like, yeah, Already? Oh, yeah. Like, there's two comedians that I've seen do that, and that's Bill Burr and Jim Jeffries, where, like, you're sitting there watching them, and they're up there for 90 minutes. They're like, all right, I got to go. And you're like, you just got up there. Yeah, like, no, tell and us you more. Know, you're just like, dude, they've been up there for 90 minutes. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. It's crazy. Like, that's what laughing does. Laughing fucks with time. Yep. Yeah, it's Bill, relativity. relativity. Yeah. Bill Burr is one I do want to see live. I just – he's just – I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't listen to him because we we're watching the same YouTube videos and writing kind of the same jokes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I, like I love him, but like he's that that cadence and his delivery is so infectious. Yeah, I can see that. Like I, the, there was a uh, there was a comic in the competition out in Seattle. He was an Asian guy, and I was just like I go, but he sounded and acted just like mannerisms, Bill Burr. And I go, dude, I go, so you listen to a lot of Bill Burr? And he goes, well, I know him. Like, I'm one of his openers. I go, well, yeah, I go, sorry, so you, you you talk like him because you hang out with him. And he was like, yeah, I know. He goes, dude, it's impossible to shake. He's like Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. It's just that, oh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just that, that <laughs> it gets infectious, and then you can't help but say it. Like, that's how I know, like. Uh, yeah, it's infectious for sure. He's, he's, but he is, uh, yeah, I think the last time I saw him, you know, some. Somebody messaged me during the show, and they're like, dude, is he lifting your jokes? And I was like, nope. I was like, we just watch the same videos and have the same reaction. <laughs> That's why I just I, like, I just quit listening to anything that he had. Like, I'll watch him if he comes through town. Yeah. But I don't watch any. I don't listen to his podcast. Like, because you just start sounding like him and thinking like him. And it's like, I'm already doing that. Yeah. So it's like. We had Dave Landau on. And, like, yeah, he yeah. was, like, the front runner. Until, yeah, Roseanne didn't get a joke and just crushed him. And it's like, I mean, you know, I've met him multiple times and we've had him on here. And one of the funniest guys I've ever met. So it's like, how does he not flourish in that, you know? Yeah. That's like wrestling. They want to push who they want to push, you know? Yeah, exactly. They got, they, they know who they, they're looking for stories now. That's the thing about it is like now it's not a now it's not about just like if you're just funny and you're and you're and you're a good writer and you're a good performer. Uh, now they they want a story. They got a story. They need a story to sell. You should That's really, what America's Got Talent is. You yeah. should really think of a backstory then for you, so then you can flourish. Like you know, you came from. A, well, wait, wait. Every comedian I'm straight, I'm always has a great Carolina, backstory. They don't care. <laughs> just a white dude. They don't, no one cares. So. You are from South Carolina. You know, what was it like growing up in South Carolina? Was there... And how long were you in South Carolina before you made the move? Before you got smart and moved to Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly a joke, I, yeah, but... I was, I, I was born in Spartanburg, uh, South Carolina. It's upstate, upstate 
South Carolina. Um, it was all right. You don't you really you don't really know it's bad because you grew up in it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not a uh, it's not a it's not a great place. There's like you can only do so much. Like you really there's like four things you do in Spartanburg. It's when you graduated either college or high school. When you get out of school, you're either uh, getting a job, getting married, having kids, dying slowly, and then or you're or you're getting into you're getting into the drug culture, which is where I was headed, and or and then you're going to jail, or then you're going to die. Like you're doing one of those four things. I know people have done like they're not dead yet; they've done everything else. Like they've been to jail, they've started families, they've lost family. Like, but it's it's such a uh, the it's it's halfway between. Uh, you guys ever see the movie Black Dog with Patrick Swayze? Where he's a semi truck driver? Yeah, a long time ago I saw yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it was a direct to dumpster movie, but yeah, <laughs> I, we, I've seen it. You're mind, dude. It's Patrick Swayze. It's Black Dog, dude. Well, I know what yeah. I, He's great, but. What I'm if missing. Dave Bay heard you say that? He'd rip oh, your arms God, off. Yeah, Mr. Wisconsin it was not 2018. Video. It came out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, none of my movies got made, so yeah. Wonder why. Part of that one. <laughs> But there's a there's a there's a there's a uh, a part of that movie where he's supposed to be running guns or something like that. But they show the intersection in Spartanburg. It's it's where I eighty five and I twenty six intersect, and it says it's uh, it goes north, south, east, west. They, like you can go like in that one spot, and it's halfway between New York, New York and Miami. So all the drugs that come up hit Spartanburg, and then they get distributed oh. from there. Huh. Wow, that's so, cool. Just a ton, of, a lot of drugs, a lot of, lot of, lot of heroin and meth, and well, that's Every, everywhere. Every a lot of heroin and cocaine. So how many of those trucks did you hit up? <laughs> like you'll see, you'll see, you'll see, state troopers pulling over semi trucks before you're getting pulled over. Like that's how much they're like. They're, that's it's crazy. It's a lot of money. I'm not. Yeah, I don't have any. I wasn't connected. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the but like last... I would have been if I had stayed. If I had stayed, it, it, eventually something like that would have happened. Yeah, that's just, where you like, like, there's, what are you gonna do? How, how, how so, big? Oh, sorry. How big is it? Oh yeah, I was just gonna ask like how big of a city it was it. I think uh, it's probably about eighty thousand in the city limits, and then probably like three hundred thousand in the county. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, so dango size absolutely well, it, it, it's just funny sometimes here in the cities or towns you've never heard of and they're like that big yeah so it's an hour it's i don't know about that big it's an hour south of charlotte okay and it's it's two hours north of atlanta so it's just there's like three there's anderson and then greenville and then spartanburg and then you hit charlotte oh the but I was there. so the nature boy Flair. <laughs> <Flair. laughs> <laughs> I had to work that in there. Sorry, I was waiting for a while to get it in there. We we got a Ric Flair at least once uh, podcast quota, so we hit it. Yeah, cheers. All right, we're good now. He's God down there. Oh, uh, Jerry Lawler in Memphis. But anyways, but, sorry to get off track here. But yeah, I ended up. I, ended, I, I left when I was twenty three. I graduated school and I went worked road construction in Virginia, and just you know, uh, really learned what I didn't want to do. Yep. Absolutely. Which is road construction in Virginia. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, mean, the temperature is not moderate there. <laughs> yeah, there's no union there, dude. I was making like eight bucks an hour, 120 degrees with the heat index. You're just like, Jesus. <laughs> and uh, they're like, I was like, I'm moving to Wisconsin. They're like, do you know how cold it gets there? 
And he was like, dude, it's 120 degrees. <laughs> like, I will take whatever, 40 below, 30 below, let's do it. And then I moved here, and that first winter whooped my ass. <laughs> uh, like, I wasn't going to stay. I was, I was going to stay here for one year, and I was going to move out to Southern California with my sister, but she ended up moving to New York. And uh, my brother was here, and I just ended up staying here for 14 winters, 15 winters. <laughs> I like how you label it. It's not years. It's, yeah, I've been here it's 15 winters. winters. Yeah. It, it's winters. Like, it's just the winter, like, it's, it's death. You should just call it death. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just like, it's death. What, are you going to make it through death? Yeah, it's winter. So, since you've been in Wisconsin so long, did you, uh, did you happen to see the light and become a Packer fan? Oh, we were all, my mom's, we were, we were always Packer fans. Oh, beautiful. My mom's oh, from my Wisconsin. Kid. My mom, that's why we were up here. My, my parents, uh, my mom's from McFarland, just outside of Madison. Okay, oh, nice. 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 So we, okay, awesome. we always came up here visiting. We got, our, her whole side of the family lives up here. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we were always Packer fans. We're not going to be Panther fans. <laughs> oh, you came like, to our do, lives halfway through it. I'm going to like you now. <laughs> uh, they do their pre-camp. They do their pre-camp in our hometown. The owner, the, the old owner, used to own was from Spartanburg. Wow, uh, Jerry Richardson. Huh. But uh, yeah, dude, no, no, no. Down in South Carolina, it's all it's all about college football. Clemson yep. Tigers oh, yeah. or the Carolina Gamecocks. Like, there's the like, they, no one gives a shit about the fucking panthers <laughs> so that so then which one are you for college Wh- who's oh neither one move oh, ne- <laughs> dude i move like I'll, I'll i'll cheer on clemson i like clemson i just like i always like seeing uh, like especially up here or anywhere else other than south carolina you see somebody with if, the, if someone's got a clemson tire shirt on i say go cox and if someone's got a Carolina Gamecocks jersey on or something, I say go Tigers, and it's just funny to watch their reaction. <laughs> like, I, I, I like that. That's why you weed out the posers, too. Yeah, I, I only ask because my favorite Packer player was a Gamecock, Sterling Sharp. He was from South Carolina. Or that's yeah. where he played. So that's the reason why I asked. The uh, but the, yeah, I like it's it's not even really like a Packer fan. I'm a fan of Packer fans watching the Packers. <laughs> like my brother and I just thought that was the funniest thing. Like we first moved here and we we're like, what do you want to do is like, dude, let's go down to the bar and watch these people watch the Packers. <laughs> and we would go down there and just go, look how fun, like their lives are horrible. <laughs> Look how much they've got vested in this. I was like, they're like, they're literally like that guy's taking shots to kill his misery because they're losing. And then we would, uh, we would cheer the play. And like, so like we would like run, break that tackle, get in there, get his ass, tackle him. And people just sit and look at us and go like, what are y'all? What what is, who's you guys supporting? And we're like, we support the game. (laughs) <laughs> we're purists. thinking small here. Like we don't want the Packers who gives it. Like we support that that ball. That's what I support. That oblong ball. <laughs> but, I, but, I thought you were going to start saying that you support the 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 refs. So every time they make a call, yes, that was a holding. That was a holding. I support. I support all the billionaires making billions of dollars. Off. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Robert Kraft. They are geniuses. Hey, since you're talking about the uh, the NFL here, I just got one quick question for you that I've been asking a number of our guests. What is your right. opinion on grown men wearing jerseys? Oh. Wearing what? Uh, jerseys of like their favorite team. 
Oh man, I it's 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 ridiculous. The uh, told you. I'll tell you why it's a, it's a, it's another story with my brother and, and the Packers. We uh, <laughs> it was it was Brett Favre's last game as a Packer. They lost. I think it was t- 2007. Yeah, I got the Giants NFC Championship through a pick. We went, we went to this. So we would like they lose, and like we went down. I think they watched it at Majestic Theater to hear. Like they opened a theater, and we we're. Just, I was like, dude, this is hilarious. <laughs> we watched them, and like we cheered, like we cheered on the Packers. Like I, I like seeing people. It's it's Wisconsin's always fun, more fun when the Packers win. I will say that. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. When you're out, when you're especially if you're watching it like the bar culture, and you're watching it out at bars, and you're just out for that night. When they win, it's just a funner night. But when they lose, everybody and they lost. Uh, we were at this bar um, in Madison, and I'm standing there next to my brother, and he, uh, he's the funniest person I've ever met. And he goes, he, I go, this guy's just eyeballing us. This guy's got Packers jersey on, and he's just eyeballing us like he wants to fight. And I was like, dude, I was like, this guy is giving us the stink eye, dude. Like he is. And my brother goes, yeah, he's a little upset from what I said to him earlier. <laughs> And I go, what'd you say? And he goes, well, he pushed me out of the way at the bar. And he's like, out of my way, pretty boy. And my brother just looked at him and just goes, he goes, oh, you must be drinking light beer. <laughs> and like this dude took such offense. He goes, like, what'd you just say? And my brother just goes, you cannot, as an adult, thought think it was a good idea to wear a Packers jersey to a bar tonight. Like, do you want to get laid? <laughs> just like what he goes, you're drinking light beer, and you're and he's just in, like he, and this dude. I was like, that's all you said, and like this dude's steaming, like he's just like. <laughs> I was like, that's all you said. He goes, that's all I said to the dude. So then my brother walks away, and this guy walks up, and he goes, uh, he goes, yo, your boy's about to get dealt with, and I was like, you gotta be more specific. I know a lot. I got a lot of boys in here. <laughs> And he goes, the guy, he goes, the guy in the sweater. I was like, oh, that's my brother, dude. I was like, what'd he say? What happened? He was like, man, he's talking shit. I go, what'd he say? And he just goes, he goes, nothing, man. He's just running his mouth. I go, you tell me what he said, and I'll go smack him myself, and I'll buy your beer for the rest of the night. <laughs> like, he's just running his mouth. I was like, what do you, like, what do you, like, hurt his, hurt your feelings? Like, <laughs> What he, uh, like what he said? He'd say something like, if, "Surely you didn't think it was a good idea to wear that jersey out tonight? They lost. Like, take that jersey off." <laughs> and he was just like, "What?" And I goes, "Did he say something like that, or did he say like you 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 probably drink light beer? Like you drink like?" And he's like, "Motherfucker!" He goes, "You talking shit too?" And I go, "Dude, I'm just you're trying. I'm trying to find out what he said to you." <laughs> and like this guy stepped out. This guy stepped in between us, and he goes, he's going like, dude, let this go. I was like, are you with him? And he's like, no. I was like, then mind your business, dude. I was like, this guy wants – I go, what is the problem? He was like, well, just – some people get in and just, like, try to push this guy away. And I said, no, nah. I was like, I want to make sure this is over. I was like, because this is dumb. I was <laughs> like, you're, if you're upset about light beer and a jersey, I was like, I want to know this is over because I was like, we're not walking out of here at bar time with you and eight of your friends. Just waiting. Waiting. I was like, I was like, because I'll tell you right now, I was like, I'm from, we're from Spartanburg, dude. We're not gonna fight. I'll just throw you in front of a car. <laughs> like, just, like, no fucking around. <laughs> yeah, we're, like, dude, I'm gonna grab you. You think we're gonna fight? And it's gonna be some hockey kind of shit go down. And I'm not. I'm just gonna push you off the curb. <laughs> and he was like, we're cool. And then I just walked back over. I was like, I was like, my brother. I was like, dude, you gotta keep your mouth shut. He's like. Look, man, I can't help the guy. Doesn't have any style, and he's. <laughs> <hate the guy. laughs> 
it's not my problem. Well, <laughs> well goddamn it, because I'm the one. I do wear a jersey to games, and these guys don't. And hey, I, hey, I, I'm not above. I'm a basketball fan, so I'm not above wearing somebody's jersey. If somebody's like, put this jersey on, and I'll take you to a game. I'm like, shit, yeah. <laughs> All right, there we go. There we go. Like, I'll t- well, yeah, like I'm for sale, bro. Like I don't have a. <laughs> Somebody like there's a there's a comedian here, uh, Nick Lynch. That's all he wears is jerseys. <laughs> that's that's all he wears. All he wears. He's got the vintage jersey. I, I was like, dude, how many jerseys do you think you have? Like, he's got jerseys the way like women have panties. <laughs> like, he's just got like three hundred jerseys. Jesus, that's a lot. And he's of got like OJ Simpson's jersey. He's got he's got everybody's jersey. <laughs> And you're like, you're like, I was talking to another comic. I go, what do you think happened to him at like when he was like 13 that he just never grew up? That he was just like, I'm always going to wear jerseys. <laughs> His parents probably like wouldn't let him. Something had to happen, dude. Like something weird happened. Yeah, they probably wouldn't let him have a jersey, and then he just like went overboard with it and said, "I'm going to wear a jersey every fucking day." Fuck you, mom and dad. <laughs> just so you. I don't know point. if that guy's got that kind of constitution. I think. Uh, <sighs> I think I don't know why some trauma happened. Or <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, the guy wears a jersey, or like, that's not. <laughs> but no, but if if that same guy said, "Hey, man, I got tickets to the Packers game," and it was like, "But you got to wear a jersey," I'd be like, "Let's go, let's do this, I'll go." I'm like, give me I like social head. gatherings. Give me a cheese head while you're at it. I'll do we'll, the whole work. We'll send you a we'll send you a bad medicine podcast jersey to wear the next time you're on stage. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I love. I, I don't. I think he knows. There's, there's a two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, two hundred dollar bills with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he knows we don't have them made up yet. <laughs> How sale. did he know? <laughs> so we're going to transition out of football here. With some of the venues, you you performed at a lot of venues. Uh, what are some of your wish list venues, and where are some of your favorite spots? Uh, Skyline's right up there. Skyline is, uh, it's, it's, um, Skyline is probably one of the more fun clubs to work. Okay. Uh, um, um, why is that? Because we always hear that about Skyline. We always hear that it's a f- really fun venue. Why is that? Wisconsin crowds are the best. You like, it's, it's like literally anywhere you go in Wisconsin, like you can do bar shows in Wisconsin and they'll, they'll, they'll crush clubs in Dallas. Really? Oh, you know, wow. Just because just because the the Wisconsin and the drinking culture and the bar culture people just want to drink and have a good time. It's it's, it's, a, it's an interesting fatalism. Well, <laughs> 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 honestly, you're like drink up for tomorrow you're going to die. You live in Wisconsin. Like, <laughs> it's a uh, and everyone's it's like the, the the how how alcoholism is normalized here <laughs> is is it's impressive. Are you saying? Are you saying down in South Carolina, there's not uh, frequent um, write-ups in the newspaper about guys who have like seventh, eighth, and ninth DWIs? You saying that doesn't happen down there? Oh man, no. I think I think I only know if I want to get a DUI down there. <laughs> what? Well, got, hey, a guy the, from Chicago oh, just got his fourth, and like in a month, he got four in a month. I thought that was Wapaka. That's where he was hiding. Oh, he was from okay. Chicago. But he got, he got caught. Four, he four got month in Wisconsin. Uh, I think in Chicago he got four in one month, and like he paid the ten thousand dollar bail or the bond, and then he high ta- he like snuck out of state, 
to get up to Wapaka, and they caught him up there again. Did the the the, uh, the the slogan for Wisconsin when you drive through, like when you hit it, the Illinois border and the Wisconsin border, it shouldn't be just say, "Welcome to Wisconsin." Your first three DUIs are on us. <laughs> I do have three, like, so yeah. Stupid. Thank you guys for paying those for me. Oh Jesus! Again? Well, I have three myself, so yeah. Thank you guys for paying them for me. Yeah, man. I'm a, I'm I'm eleven and one against cops. <laughs> What I'm one it? and two against judges, but I'm eleven and one against cops. Can you, can you further describe that one loss to the officers? Where like I got like I got a ticket. Oh, you didn't oh. win. Here I was expecting like a outran them, and then they caught me in a bust or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, I've uh, I did I did 150 hours doing a ride along down in Spartanburg with police. Like I I've got, I got the cops mentality. I know how they think. <laughs> uh, you're not good. Like, we're just going to, and I've read the Black's Law Dictionary. So it's like, all right, you really want to sit here and engage in commercial commerce? All right, let's talk about it because that's what we're doing. <laughs> this is not you. You are trying to generate revenue for the city. I was like, I like you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. We'll go to court. Just oh, give, I, me, give me a ticket. We'll go to court. I love those YouTube videos. Those are the best. They, it's, somebody yeah, gets some pulled over. Are, who some knows of them are nuts. Some yeah, of them are like, dude, nice. don't take that kind of tone. Like, But it's <laughs> the... Uh, the, I got pulled over last September. I had a gig up in the Dells, and I had a headlight and a taillight out. And I was just going up, and they, she got me. And I just I turned over. I think I'm onto something here, actually, by the way. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, pulled over. So I just turned on the dome light so she could see everything, so the officer could see everything. Mm-hmm. Pulled over on the interstate. I have the window rolled down. I have my license. She walks up. She doesn't have any reason to really be, you know, like scared or you know suspicious fearful over yeah that's like you can see everything and then she goes uh i gave her my license and she goes uh registration and proof of insurance and i go it's in that glove compartment i go you can siphle through it if you want <laughs> i was like I, I was like i don't know i was like i know i'm on the insurance i was like this is my girlfriend's car i'm on the insurance but i don't know what those papers are so i was like you're more than welcome you have my permission to open that glove compartment and find what you need and she was just like, uh, <laughs> I was like, and she goes, yeah, but you like, you're not going to present them. I go, ma'am, I have a gig I'm late for. I go, but if you want whatever it is that you're looking for is if you believe it is in that glove compartment, by all means, open it up. And I think, I don't know if that, I mean, I could just could be my dumb paranoid, but like, I think it has something to do with, I'm not presenting it to her, but she has my permission to look for it. They're not gonna look for it. They're like, I'm not doing this. Like, like she came back. She goes, she gave me a warning. She goes, here's a warning for your headlight and your tail light. You, I was like, all right, thanks. I think I'm gonna try that. That's Have a good night. Yeah, it has something to do with. There's, there's a lot of interesting things with getting pulled over. You found the cheat code. I don't know if it's a cheat code, but you can uh, always pull on a private property. I do know that. <laughs> well, pull over, do not pull over to the side of the curb. Pull over on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either that or get off. I don't care if it's somebody's driveway, if it's a parking lot, get off. And then when they get mad because you didn't pull over right away, you just say, "Hey, I was looking for a place. You wanted to talk to me. I was looking for just be white and just uh, <laughs> you want to talk to me, and I wanted to make sure you were safe. 
So this is why I pulled over here. Like they can't argue with that. <laughs> what are they going to like? Oh, you were looking out for my. You're like, yes, you're you're uh, you're you're a police officer, and I want you to be safe. I want you to feel safe so that I feel safe. If you feel threatened, it's bad news. <laughs> with eighty mile an hour cars going by us, so I was like, <laughs> you're already on edge. <laughs> I think that maybe they're used to dealing with guys who wear jerseys and have like 70 <laughs> IQs, I think. I think that might be what it is. <laughs> My IQ is higher than that, I think. Hey, I didn't say you. Yeah, but you looked uh, right at me. I was looking at Dave. I was looking oh, through you. Looking you. Dave, yeah. you're looking through, through you. me. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nick, with, we also do a segment on here called Pet Peeves. Everybody has them. Uh, so, oh, yeah. in, you know, whatever, whatever is a pet peeve to you, uh, let, us, let us hear about it. The, uh, uh, there's, I was a paratransit driver. Um, so I drove, I think it was like, I think my, according to my GPS, I drove like 25,000 miles through the city of Madison in one year. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so the, uh, my pet peeve is, it's, it's, I didn't, I don't know what, cause I was driving when I was driving passengers, my road rage just disappeared. Cause it was like, I got to make sure these people are safe. I got to, you know, like they're, they're mentally and physically disabled. You know, it's like, and it just, I had a perspective. It was like, I don't, but as soon as I would get in my car after work, it just, it would flood in. <laughs> uh, I'm cursing mothers. I'm cursing, I'm cursing everyone that's a, a pet peeve would be, you know, it's, uh, it's not even with, uh, cars. It's, uh, bicyclists and pedestrians. It's I so- just, I cannot stay. I don't know if they're doing this up there, but here in Madison now, People can just walk in front of your car. Yeah, yeah, they don't even have to look. Oh, it was just like, I, hey, I, I'll stop for you, but if you're just gonna walk out and not make eye contact as I'm pulling up, and like we just we like, all right, I acknowledge you as a human being. You're there. You're going to try and occupy the same space as my vehicle. I do not want that. So it's that, but it's the but here they just walk out in front of you, and they're just like, you have to stop for me. It was like I will stop for you, but if I don't see you. The tie goes to the car. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting you're getting fucked up. Why? Because you just think it's 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 the the smugness on people's faces now. Oh, it's terrible. Like, yeah. I, I can't stand. It just drives me up the wall. You're like, just why do why do I have to stop for you to cross the street? I got to stop driving a two thousand pound vehicle at whatever thirty miles an hour just so you can get along. Like, just wait for traffic to go by. And, like, they're writing tickets. Like, if you don't stop for somebody who's staying on the curb, they'll pull you over and write you a ticket. Is that even if they're, like, jaywalking, not in a crosswalk? I, that I don't know. But I know I see like, that, too, down in Milwaukee. They'll just step it, out. Uh, it's, 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 it is, it's, 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 it's the problem with Madison. That's why it's why Trump's president. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you were talking about the it's, bicycles. It's just like, oh, it's the world is supposed to stop for me. <laughs> Why isn't the world stopping for me? I want, I'm calling the police. The world was supposed to stop for me. <laughs> That's the, I need That's to see it. your manager talk. <laughs> well, and the one thing up here, uh, up here, Nick, it's not as crazy as Madison, but we are starting to now see people run on the roads instead of sidewalks, which are clearly right there, or people yeah, with their bikes it. in the bike lane. They don't even use the bike lane now. They're just in the middle of the road. Wait, wait for the unicycles, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> They're right coming. The, unicycle. the unicycles are coming, man. It's 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 a uh, yeah. Down with the patriarchy. Okay, okay. That's that's grown men on unicycles. 
That's grown men on unicycles. You want to be down? You want the patriarchy to fall? That's grown men on unicycles. You want? That's what you want? Okay. Um, so then, what's, right. your, uh, what's your view on roundabouts? I like a roundabout. Yeah, Andrew hates oh, yeah. him. He doesn't know how yeah, to drive I, through him. That's why. No, no, I do know how to drive through him. It's that everybody else does not. Oh, my bad. They think the yield is a stop. And even when it, there's a little opening, there's an opening that they can go. They're just like, no, I'm going to wait till there's a huge opening, not any opening. So that, It depends on what the roundabout is for sure. The roundabouts I've had uh, that I've experienced down here in, uh, or up here in Wisconsin are everybody seems – everyone's drunk, so as long as you just <laughs> – as long as you just drive like a drunk person, you're going to fit right in. But uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, there's a couple roundabouts there where those people don't have a goddamn clue what the hell they're doing. <laughs> it is Clark Griswold. Oh, on your left. Yeah, Big Ben. I mean, those people, just they're just driving around in circles screaming Big Ben. Oh, that's fair. So, yeah, I mean, like it does because like I, I ended up just – I would take it a different way. I was like, I'm not dealing with those morons. <laughs> <laughs> my bar- my brother is the exact same way. There's a quicker way to get somewhere. If there's roundabouts in the way, he does not go that way because of the roundabouts. Yeah, I've I've never been I've never been. No one's ever pissed me off in a roundabout, but I've pissed people off in roundabouts. <laughs> like I've definitely been that fucking dude. It's like, oh, really? I just saw him driving a bus. Like, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not driving aggressively. It's driving assertively. <laughs> Yeah, honking the horn, you give the old sorry about that, the old wave. <laughs> well, they should be uh, they should be giving you the the right away anyhow. That's another uh, another pet peeve for Wisconsin up here and driving is nobody gives the uh, the thank you wave like you let somebody in. Oh, no the, uh, Hey, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Like buddy. south, there's the consideration yeah. down south. Where it doesn't matter who you are. Like they're like, hey, thanks for letting me in up here. That's lost on you people. It is I, for I sure. Was, oh, say, you people, listen to you. Some kind of elitist <laughs> over there. <laughs> I, just want, I, just want, I just want a cheers of a beer. Just hold up a, a Miller. That's all you got to do. Like, Thank you for letting me in, man. Thanks for letting me in. Cheers. <laughs> maybe, that, yeah. maybe that's why nobody, that's why nobody does it up here. Everyone's got a beer in their crotch. Well, yeah. That's that like, could be. Well, I'll put my hand up, but it's busy holding a beer and a cigarette in the other hand. I, you know, I got no, no free hands. Yeah. No, I would say it's about 10% that actually do do that wave. Yeah, no one does it. Yeah, I think we could all learn something from this. Absolutely. I'd even take take the bird. Acknowledge me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks for letting me in. Fuck off. (laughs) Just let me in. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) How do you want? Well, we know your time is precious, Nick, and we really appreciate the 60 minutes, I think, that you just gave us. Uh, so for your fall schedule, can where can we find Nick Hart performing at for your fall? Hopefully Skyline again soon. We'd love to see you again. Hey, man, you guys uh, start calling them and bugging them. The, um, right now, I don't really have anything booked for the fall. The, uh, I'm recording a special. It's all really kind of going on what happens with this special. I'm recording a special on August 23rd here in Madison at the Winnebago. And then uh, I think I got some private gigs that weekend as well. A couple golf courses. I don't know. I get roped into things. <laughs> we'll see you on and, the ninth. Uh, <laughs> the ninth hole. Yeah, yeah. And I know because I hate golf. <laughs> so it's just going to be me. And some spoiled Probably kid's just birthday. just chastising a bunch of rich white dudes. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Oh, at the my God, gig. they're ripping on us. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> we're all drunk and like fucking two minutes from heat stroke from playing golf all day. <laughs> but um, give me a hundred dollar bill to wipe off the sweat. Yeah, right. Yeah, we get it. They're rich. You know what? Though? What, you say that, but if, if somebody did that, like a golfer walked up and just like, you'll pick this up, and he threw it like on the stage, just like, you got damn right I'm going to pick that up. Oh, like, yeah. I'm a comedian, dude. What do you think I am? A freaking artist? <laughs> With standards? Yeah, I got integrity? That's a hundred dollars. That's a sweaty hundred dollar bill. It's so it probably came from a stripper. <laughs> or hooker. Yeah. A stripper, and a, you know who gave it to her? A wrestler. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. There is a connection there. Absolutely. I'm not, not going to deny it. I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> Where can uh, we find you at for your social media, Nick? Uh, NickHartComedy.com and then uh, Nick Sunshine Heart on Instagram and <laughs> Nick Hart Inc. Twister. Uh, Twister. Nick Hart. Um, <laughs> Twister. Is there an app called Twister? There, there, there should be. be. It's for dyslexics? Yeah, you, you start it. You start it. I don't know how to do that shit. I'm lucky I Skyped. This is the first time I've ever Skyped. <laughs> hey. hey, you did a fantastic job. You're on well, your way. Thanks to Martina sure Cigars for hooking us up. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. We appreciate your time. Why don't you hold on the line here for a second. As we, sure. Bad Medicine, and for Nick Hart, we are out. Hey, what's up? It's the ODB, and you're listening to the Bad Medicine Podcast. Boom!